0: I'm a big um, hands-on, I like paper, I like markers, yeah. I like yeah. pencils, I like whiteboards. I've just seen a
1: very huge paper with all the sticky notes on it that you have in your corridor. You have attached huge, huge, I mean meters or feet or whatever your unit is of paper and there are sticky notes. Post- and, and here I'm looking at a, at a cork board with colored pins and I'm wondering how you remember which pin means what. <laughs> but I mean, this is, this is handy. I mean, this is really useful. The only problem is that only your team sees that. Whereas we have a web tool that our clients can log into and see how the project is progressing. Or even I can look into when I'm not in the office. Or developers can look into when they're working from their homes. So I think there's, there's lots of added value to using such a tool. And another point is that we can very easily access the history of what we're doing. We can easily see on a half a year project how we were doing throughout the sprints, and there were many sprints in that project, mm-hmm. which is another another big advantage.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I, I I've always thought that the fanta- uh, fantastic way uh, to to track a project's progress would be using a web-based tool, and I've tried using a few back in the early days when we first adopted adopted Scrum back before there were any um, serious contenders for tools. I was using Planner, if you remember that. Yeah. Um, we considered that
1: and, and it didn't stand five minutes of our examination. It wasn't, wasn't exactly what we were looking
0: for. Back then that's all there was. Yeah. Um, and of course you built your own. Yeah, we and, and it, we've to Banana it. Banana Scrum is fantastic and I've used that as well. The biggest problem I've had with web-based tools, I've got more than one problem and, and I know you've overcome at least one of these, is that A, trying to get clients to use them is very very difficult, especially when you're doing a lot of projects that last only two, four, six months. Now that we've got larger projects and we've got clients that we work with for um, a year or longer, there's time for them to get to get very familiar with the way that we do things. But clients, I find, don't like hopping between different different ways of doing business. Well, we, nev-
1: we, never, we never had clients complain about us, uh, kind of pushing using a web tool on them, in fact more, most of them really enjoy that they can see progress every day and that they can interact. Um, it takes some training, you have to train the client uh, to using the tool but you also are training them to use Agile. So, One of the best things they are very quickly getting used to is that they can work with the backlog and whatever they will put on top of the backlog, which is very easy, they can just drag and drop it, mm-hmm. so whatever I drag and drop on top of the backlog I will surely get at the end of next sprint. And that is a huge feedback loop for them to learn using the tool, but also learn to use Agile as such. And they are drawn into our process because of that. Because we speak about Burn all the time, and we kind of expect them to have a look at the backlog every, every iteration at least. But we encourage them to do that uh, more frequently. So I would say, I would, say they would, I would really enjoy some of the benefits of paper tools, to surprise you, because something that I'm missing is the fact that whatever is there is not visible all, all the
0: time. Exactly, and that's, and that's what exactly. we are
1: going to do, which is to set up a projector that is showing to the team the burnout from the project they are working on. And the best thing we could do would be to have a magic whiteboard on which uh, burnout from our tool would be projected, and you could work with it on the on the whiteboard. But it is, I mean, I've heard there is a technology that uh, that allows that, but we don't have it
0: yet. And then that is the other of the two problems that I, ha- that I had when I was trying to use um, online tools is that the whole idea behind having these tools is, is not just to communicate the status but to boldly and, and powerfully communicate the status. This is why people don't in, in the Agile community don't talk about burn down charts and, 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 and visible charts. They talk about big visible charts. The kind of things that when you're walking past the team room, you're walking down the hallway where the chart is hanging and there's anything going wrong in the project, you it beats it. you over the head. Everybody knows yeah, that <laughs> something's not going right. <laughs> yeah, and when you, only see, when you only see that data when you log into an application and you choose to, to look at it, it's not, I, I find it's not nearly as compelling.
1: That is true, but that, that is just one of the aspects of the whole process and one of the aspects of the tool. Because you are talking basically about burn down and maybe tasks that are not complete or not completed, but there is much more to it,
0: and as well as um, tasks that that come up during the iteration that weren't planned for. Um, one of my favorite parts of our wall charts is the unplanned items. Anytime any developer on a team is doing anything that's not corresponding to one of the tasks on the wall, which they would move into the in progress column, they fill out another but to you the You, do you, do they 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 you just out. gave me a great
1: great feature idea for Banana Scrum. we will got
0: tasks that will be marked
1: red, and there will be tasks that were not planned and marked, marked in. Of course, but in But you can, can, you, can, you can use the tool in different ways. So for example, the way we use it, we allocate certain time in each sprint for paying off technical debt. It's allocated upfront per developer. You have this and this many hours to do the tickets or bugs. And then this this item is reduced as the developer is eating his time allotment for bugs and the bug tasks closed are added to this this item. It's a way to use the tool. It wasn't designed for this, but you can use it that way. Uh, Speaking of tools, uh, as I said, there is lots of valuable information you can get from that because you, you see the history of your backlog, and it's very easy, as I was saying already, for your client to manage the backlog, but you also, you also can see the history of how you were doing, or which sprint was done by whom, or when it ended or when it began. And you can do all kinds of nifty stuff, like, I don't know, you can have an iCal feed that fits to your calendars, and you can see on your calendar which project has a sprint ending and a sprint beginning, and of which sprint. So there's there's much more you can do with the tools. There is a temptation, though, uh, that we were resisting successfully so far to use uh, the tools to produce metrics and use those metrics to judge developers and uh, punish guess, or, okay. or uh, give them prizes or bonuses. Which is that is the evil. That is the dark path of the tools, and you shouldn't do that ever because uh, no metric will be healthy for your team. But that's that's a side note. Another side note is that I have seen many tools, because we have our own, so I was always l- eager to look at competition. Even though we are not a big competitor for stuff like version 1, but um, I have seen how that works. And what amazes me is that some of those tools are so complex, I think they should certify users for using them. Because there's so many buttons to click, so many levels of tasks, items, uh, meta items, stories, whatever. I mean, I was overwhelmed when I was looking at one of those tools, uh, it was really, really very complex. But then someone who was using it every day was uh, telling me that on a huge project, a project that is really huge and takes years to complete, that is the only way to go because you you are not able, they say, to manage such a project with a simple list. You have to have hierarchy of... I don't buy ...epic stories and and stuff like that. I don't buy that at all. I think this is is really something that spilled over from uh, stuff like uh,
0: Microsoft Project Server, whatever, right? Well, some of the, the early uh, Agile projects were done using predominantly paper techniques. Uh, if you've got a, to to do an effective Scrum project, you need a burn down list. A backlog. A, 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 you need a burn down chart, a product backlog, and a sprint backlog. That's all. Yeah, basically. It. And and it doesn't really matter whether it's a huge project or a small project. These three tools are the key components, and if you have those three you're miles ahead of anybody who is not organizing their, their, work, their work in that way, yet. exactly. Um, and of course, a product backlog can get very large, but one of the one of the nice things about a product backlog, even if it's a very large product backlog, is that it's constantly in use. It's constantly being updated. Um, you, you never have to sit down with a large product backlog and estimate a Oh, I, I would argue that you have to estimate it
1: once at the outset, but that's right. the topic. But that's before it gets huge, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so so if you add 10, 10 stories to a product backlog, you estimate those 10 stories and, uh, and so uh, in a large project, the tools might grow huge, but they always remain manageable because they're constantly There's never a time when you look back and say, you know, it's been six months since we've updated the product backlog. Maybe we should set aside a day and just dig through all of this stuff. You shouldn't shouldn't be in that position. Exactly.
1: But uh, let me offer something that you might agree on, and we could end our our discussion on that. Is that I think whatever tool you're using, they have to be appropriate for your situation and team, and they have to be simple. Uh, Making tools, whatever they are, paper or, or web, too complex kind of kills the purpose turns them into management tools, which is not exactly what they are meant to be. They are meant to be tools that help the team progress through the backlog and progress through the project. They are not for management, really. Uh, And I think if we had the benefit or the curse, that's another topic to discuss, of having an on-site client who could look at our paper-based tools, we might have went that way. Uh, In fact, at the beginning of our scrumming we were using something that was called the wall. But we had the benefit of having the product owner that could walk in and have a look at it. So what really prompted us to, to uh, build this uh, tool for us was the fact that our clients are not usually on our premises and we have to communicate with them some, in some other way. And then it turned out uh, that uh, that this is really helpful and allows us to do things that we cannot with, with paper-based tools. But there's one one more argument against, uh, against going too complex, is that you have to train people to use it, as I, as I mentioned. And by keeping our tool very simple and very in line with the scrum process, which is very minimalistic, we can kind of reduce the learning curve. So I think anyone who is using paper-based tools can switch to our tool, but also anyone who is using our tool can switch to paper without too much pain,
0: right? Oh, indeed. Uh, just about any of the the online tools could be converted into a paper system. And well, not the one that I was mentioning with three le-
1: levels of, of uh, Epic stories then inside of them really big stories inside of them real stories and then tasks and a bunch of them having their IDs and placing hierarchy. I don't think that you could do that on paper.
0: Oh, you can do anything on paper yeah. if you've got enough pens. Um, yeah. but you you had mentioned the problem of communicating the content of of a chart on the wall to clients, off-site clients. And obviously that's a problem for us too, but <clears throat> I've overcome it by walking down the hall where we've got these big, huge charts hanging on the wall. Once a day, taking a digital photo of each of them and mailing them to the team email list. So once a day, the client gets a a A picture picture. right in their email um, showing exactly what's going on with the project. It's also a great way of documenting it. I store these pictures in Evernote, which is a beautiful tool. It's a great tool. Speaking of tools, that's a great tool. Yes. and, and this is a, a way in which agile processes can actually get um, CMM certification because it's not so much following the strict standard CMM processes, it's, it's, the idea is having an easy retrieval system, documenting what you're doing and putting them into a retrieval system so you can learn from them and review from them and repeat your performance mm. in, the, in the future. Um, so photographs of this wall, it's... it's reasonably low-tech compared to your yeah. real-time uh, um, digital whiteboard, but it communicates visually and, and just as, as boldly exactly yeah, what's going what, on. What
1: I like about our web tool is that our, any web tool uh, that allows us to interact with the clients is that they they, they ca- can be active with it. They don't just don't have the ability to look at it. You could even hang a webcam over your, over your charts and feed that to clients as well. Oh, we so thought about it. Yeah, but that, that's a great idea. But they still cannot interact with it. Uh, whereas with our way or paper as a problem, they can, for example, manage the backlog on
0: their own. Really. But the backlog is something completely different, and the backlog should be electronic because it does have to oh. change to be managed. Um, that well, reminds me. Oh, so no, 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 no. Where,
1: where are you keeping your
0: backlogs? I use uh, Google Docs. Okay. We use a Google spreadsheet for the backlog, and this uh, is simple, simple. Because story. my idea is, is once the the sprint planning meeting has taken place and. The product owner has identified the priorities and the team and the product owner have agreed on the, on the goals for the sprint. From then on, the sprint planning tools are there for the team's benefit. Yeah, and the product owner shouldn't be manipulating things inside. But of he, he sprint.
1: should be able to uh, uh, manipulate the backup, right? Yes. But the in, backup in, in, our, in our tool, we, do, we have user roles. And the product owner role can look at the sprint, but he cannot do anything inside mm-hmm. of it. But he can do everything with the backlog. Right. That's the way it should be, I think. Exactly. Uh, because it reflects the process and, and proper roles of, uh, of um, various persons. And, but uh, one other thing is that uh, yeah, you, had, you mentioned that you have to train clients to use it. With your uh, approach you don't have to train clients to use anything except looking at the charts uh, in the pictures that you send them and using Google spreadsheets which they should be able to do anyway. Yeah. But you still have to train them to be agile, if they are not already. Because if they are ready, they, sh- they shouldn't have any problem with any of the, of the setups. But if okay. they, they are not, you have to train them to use it. And I think with, with, with a web approach, or with any it's online tool, in which they can actually see day by day how things change at their leisure, they can log in whenever they want and play with it, it kind of is more compelling for them. And I, I see that in our clients that over a few sprints, two to three sprints, they really get, start to get it. That whatever I put on the backlog, it, it then gets estimated and then I can drag and drop it. It's very compelling. I drag and drop things and then three weeks later or two weeks later I get them. Right? This is very compelling for clients. I think they like it.
0: I hope they like it. <laughs> um, although the exact same thing, I have the exact same experience with the Online product backlog using Google Docs, which is that we have the Google Doc, the 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 backlog sorted by priority, and the the product owner can change the priorities on any of the backlog items, and it resorts the document. So all the product owner has to do in order to ensure that something gets done the next sprint is give it a higher priority than whatever the highest priority item in the backlog is, and how it goes up to the top. So I see exactly the same thing. So, but I see that
1: you are not purely paper. You are using electronic tools. You just have. Just have admitted that. So your only problem with uh, with electronic tools like web tools or others is basically that the, the, the information for the team, namely the burn down, primarily the burn down, the burn down the, the task list, is not as compelling visually, and it's not visible to them all the time. Right. But that can be easily remediated. Maybe. But, but, but I have but another problem. With too. a of bit of that, and that is that at
0: the end of every single sprint, we have a retrospective, and that during the retrospective we review what went well, what we could improve. And when the improvements that the team decides would be helpful for them involve a tool, it's a lot easier to change the way we use a paper tool than to change the way we use an electronic tool. Well, that depends on whether the tool you use is your own or not, because... Well, not really. Okay. We How many free resources are you able to uh, find to uh, do a new iteration? That, that, of... that wasn't a fair, <laughs> fair question. Well, well no, it, 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 it yeah. is a fair question. It's a fair question for any tool, because either you've developed your own tool, in which case, making a minor change to the way that it functions means putting development resources Yeah, but it. it's at least possible. It is possible. Or you're using somebody else's tool, which is what the vast majority of, of okay. our, our audience is And then have you have be to doing. wait for the change you are requesting to be considered. And uh, it may never be, up, because never what's be. good for your team may not be good for somebody else's team. What's good for your team may not even be good for one of your, your other teams. I, I would disagree with that, because I don't think
1: uh, the Agile teams are so much different on the level of the tools they're mm-hmm. using. I mean. A retrospective is basically talking to one another and then implementing the changes, but I don't see how those changes are really influenced. I mean, in a major way, they cannot change the process, I think. So in a major way they wouldn't have an impact on the on the on the
0: tools that you use. Well I could give you a few examples. When we first started using the the big visible charts, we didn't have a section on the chart for unplanned tasks. It was only after we had an iteration where we didn't achieve our goal and it turned out it was because we had done a lot of things that weren't actually expected, that weren't planned, that we realized that there was really no way of, of visually seeing that this was going on. And so we added that to our chart and it, it, it took a moment to do. Another uh, example is we have been, of course, tracking done is done, right? You don't uh, change the down chart into The result was the team felt like they were getting a lot of things done and the down chart wasn't moving because awesome. nothing... Right. And uh, so a discrepancy between the number of tasks that are com- completed uh, by the team and handed over to QA and the product owner to test an acceptance test and the number of things that are actually tested, and acceptance test. As the discrepancy between those widens, it indicates a problem with the testing process or the acceptance testing process. So the team thought it might be a good idea to track in, in the bold marker those items that are done is done. And in a lighter marker, we used red in this case, tasks that have been assigned to QA in the client. Mm-hmm. And so we've got one particular on right now where you can see a, a, a flat line of, of tasks oh, yeah. and then a perfect um, <coughs> line of tasks but that you, have been assigned to QA. But and I would so say that again, the, you get the immediate... The clarity of, of what's going on there and trying to incorporate that into an online tool, if it's somebody else's tool, you put in a request, it could take months or years before they, they ever do it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that,
1: but that's always the advantage of using someone else's tools, and you can always brew your own on your wall, that, that's an advantage of your system and I admit that, however, um, I think the advantages of electronic tools are, are, are much bigger,
0: and you save the trees. Indeed, we save trees. So I would recommend um, to anybody who's listening, try every approach. Uh, One of the nice things about working in, in short time box iterations is you've got a lot of iterations to play in. And so use a different approach with different teams, use a different approach with different iterations. Discuss them in the retrospectives at the end of each iteration. And in the end, what makes your team happy and what makes your clients happy is what's right for you. And you're going to end up with something very different. And uh, I would also say that uh, if you
1: don't have anyone off-site, anyone you have to communicate with outside of your office, even I, maker of a, a web-based tool, I would admit that paper based tools are for use. Come on, plug it. Banana <laughs> <laughs> that is another thing, but if you have someone off-site, if you have to coordinate with others, you probably have no other way. And then you have to use a uh, tool, so you have to go on the market and try all the tools that are out there, Last time I have checked, there were a few dozens of all kinds of Agile tools, some of them are Agile, uh, like a project management server that was adapted to be Agile. Some of them are truly Agile, some of them are open source, some of them are web-based, some of them are Java-based, whatever. There's lots of tools to choose from, Uh, of course ours is best, but uh, do your homework, check all the tools that are appropriate for you and use whatever is good for you and your team. Okay. That's it. That's it. Great. We didn't kill each other. Till next time. (laughs) So, this time we have uh, something new. Uh, We are going to take questions and answer your questions on the
0: show. And uh, we have something for you also. Yes, we've both just gotten done reading this new book, Scrum and XP from the Trenches How We Do Scrum. It's a fantastic book, um, a very, very straightforward description of how one team has chosen to implement Scrum. Of course, it's not. The only right way, but it's incredibly useful and valuable to see step by step, detail by detail, how somebody else has done it. And the best part is if we select your question, you will not only get
1: our answer on the show, but you will also get this copy of um,
0: Scrum and XP from the trenches. So so, send send your questions to contact at scrumforsuccess.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And remember to include your mailing address.